Hi, my name is Andrea, and you're listening to Author Chat. This podcast is dedicated to interviewing indie authors and creators while discussing their unique works and what they have planned for the future. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I look forward to your listening. Cheers. And welcome to Author Chat with Andrea. I'm your host, Andrea Rose Washington, and I'm the indie author of Adlethea Alindel, Alindel Book Two, The Journey, coming out soon, and Amatree's Magic. Today, I am joined by the amazing writing duo of Christina and Eddie Sledge. They are the authors of The Story of Christina and I, Our Marriage and Essay, Ricardo's Collisions, Andre's Confessions, and Holiday Entertaining with Christina. So welcome and thank you guys for joining me. How are you doing today? Hi, doing great. thank you. Thank you for having We're us. happy to be here. We're doing well. Well, I am so glad that you guys decided to join me on the first episode of Author <laughs> Chat with Andrea. Because <laughs> um, we've known each other for a couple of years now. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I will say you guys have blown me out of the water when it comes to book publishing books in a couple amount of years. <laughs> <laughs> we've been busy for sure. Which is always a good thing because we need more books by us out there. So first question. Um, so your first book is the story of Christina and I, and it's a beautiful love story about your memoirs, about your life. Can I just ask, why was that the first book you decided to publish? Like, why did that story need to be tell, told? Well, um, at the time, um, I was in Towson taking a graduate class and uh, it was family relationship class. So uh, me and my partner had to do a paper on each other family. And before that, uh, I wasn't really too close to my family, anything like that. So when she did a paper on me, I did a paper on her and we read each other's stories. And I was like, wow, you know, you got a, she got a major story. She was like, my story is crazy. So I read it and um, I was like, wow, this is, this is kind of crazy. And uh, I wanted to build on it. So when I started building on it, um, I wanted to continue to write it but I can't write it without my wife because I knew her since she was 14 years old. And she's been, a, she played a big part of my life since she was 14, <laughs> only woman I ever loved. So um, I asked her, persuaded her, and she, 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 gave, she cave in and we got down <laughs> and we wrote, wrote it and that was, that was it. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, re- it really was more of like a passion project at first. It was <clears> something <throat> that we just kind of said, okay, yeah, we want to do this, but then realized oh wow this is you know it's a really good love story and it'll be nice to share with people and you know just to show people that they're not the only ones that may go through something in a relationship in a marriage and so we we wanted to use it to inspire people mm-hmm. it is a very sweet story um i love black love i love love in general and um the fact that you guys wrote this love story and and you've told me some of the behind the scenes information about this book. And I still can't believe <laughs> everything you guys <laughs> have uh, gone through, been through, um, and just what you sort of stepped out on, like in faith when it came to love. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful story. And I am so glad that you guys did write it, but it's also just sort of very, um, what's the word? opening open um vulnerable to write your love story like that because 
it's not just Definitely. something you wrote for yourself. You're sharing this with the world. And one thing I learned when I became an author was like the moment it's out there, people are going to judge you. So how did, yeah. how did you deal with that feeling of this is our love story? It's the truth. It's what we went through to get to where we are today. How did you like mentally prepare yourself for accepting what other people might say about your love story? Good yeah, I think that was the hardest part because I I have I have always been more of a private person and Eddie's always pretty much been literally like an open book. Yeah. So he had to really convince me. And then at the same time, I just I learned that once folks started reading it, we had such good feedback that it put me at ease to learn mm -hmm. that, you know, people were inspired. They really were inspired and yeah. they just gave us they just thanked us for just being honest and candid and, you know, like you said, vulnerable and just allowing our story to just be heard. And so once I, the initial shock of, oh my God, my business is out there. <laughs> <laughs> once that kind of wore off after, I want to say a couple of weeks, then I realized, okay, you know what? I'm okay with this. I'm comfortable with it. You know, we started talking about it more. We're on podcasts and interviews and things like that. And that's when I realized that it was really important to share our stories so that others know that they're not alone and they can relate. And, you know, it really breaks down those walls that a lot of times we put up because we don't want to share what's mm -hmm. been going on in, in our lives so I mean, that that helps I, I was cited from day one so um like like she said you know <laughs> I, I could tell someone my story and it, you know when i connected us back to my beginnings my beginnings was always started with drama so even before i was born it was drama in my life um before i was born so i can't tell my story without letting someone understand who i am and it, it, it was therapeutic. Yeah, it was definitely. very therapeutic. Definitely um, cathartic. Understanding mm -hmm. stuff, and uh, I, I, and that's why you know I I chose to put the her name on the cover story of Christina I because I can't tell my story without her. So oh, that no. that really made me feel good about it too. <laughs> Love, <Yeah>. little heart, <laughs> big heart. Crying to see over here. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm gonna keep him. Yeah. yeah. That, that, yeah. It, 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 that book dropped the day before our birthday, so that was a birthday gift. Yes. It, it, no, it, it's not too many birthday gifts you could come with that, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you put it out there forever, like, no matter what. This is our love story. Everyone can read it. Um, that's why I stick to fiction. Um, <laughs> we got that, too. We got that, too. Yeah. So, speaking of fiction, you have a series, um, and the first two books of the series is out. The first one's called Ricardo's Collisions, which is a doozy, people. Read it, pick it up, and read it, because it's, if you like me and you like other people's drama, you need to read this book. Um, and then you have Andre's Confessions, with this, which is the sequel. Um, so this is a very different sort of complete different genre than the story of Christina and I, and then also your um, essay on your marriage. So where did this come from? Like, where did this whole idea come from? Let's start with Ricardo. Well, um, yeah, so Ricardo came, uh, um, my brother-in-law was killed. Her brother was killed. And we talked about that in our book, the story of Christina and I. And he meant a lot to us, but I wanted to write something to see what he saw before he was killed in Baltimore. Um, and I wanted to do like like a, a nonfiction book on it, but I just didn't know how to start it. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, um, I just 
I started it, it, it didn't start with Ricardo. It started yeah. with James. the character in the book, James, mm -hmm. who was killed. Mm -hmm. And uh, once I saw it through his eyes and I just tried to imagine what he saw and just came up with a story, the rest just fell in place and, and it was inspired over that. Yeah. And then we just ran with it from part two and everything. But that's how Ricardo got started. Yeah. Trying to, and I've always been the person who try to, I, I, when I see people in crowds, like baseball games, something like that, I like to see what the person sitting next to you is thinking. So I, I don't look at the star and think about what star thing. I'm thinking about the guy that's sitting next to the star, what he mm -hmm. could be going through in his life. Because, you know, my, my life, my, my, my family and everyone had so much drama in our lives that, you know, everyone has a story. So I like to see the, I like to think about the person next to you, what their story is. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's a yeah. very interesting take. Instead of it being almost like main character energy, I'm, it's you're giving, you're giving the side character, so to speak, the best friend, the sidekick, their story, which is actually a very interesting mm -hmm. take because we often leave them by the wayside. We often don't think about what the best friend of the main character is going through, what the mm -hmm. best friend or what the person who was left behind while they went on this grand adventure and they come back home and. They're like, oh yeah, I'm now this famous Wiccan witch person and yeah. girl from next door. So yeah, yep. it's yep. very interesting to see a story from the side character's point of view. So that's that's a very interesting take because I have mm -hmm. not, I haven't seen that before. Um, I may steal that idea, not the storyline. <laughs> so 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 all, so all of our characters in our book, um, we put you in the eyes of that character. So you see what we see and, and what they probably thinking and stuff like that. So yeah. that's, that's the goal. And because there's so much drama in it, it's, it's like a soap opera, right? So love. So we do break it down in parts and then each part has a character list. It's mm -hmm. like a soap opera. So you get to kind of follow along because there's so many people in this, in these books, but you, you want to keep up with it and, I think yeah, that's how I feel. I feel it's like a like a little soap opera when you're when you're reading it. When I was writing it, I didn't look at it like that. I, I just wrote it to be like, okay, these these are like eight people or nine people stories that probably get put together and mumble jumbo and throw it in a pot. What we get, and I once I once I start seeing through his eyes and you know started making fictional stuff around him, I just started running with it, and it, it just turned out to be like some real. Some real stuff when she read it. Yeah, uh, I was like, oh no, we need a character list. Yeah, yeah, I added that because I was like, yeah. oh, who is this person and this person? And, then, and I started making my own character list and I said, okay, now we're going to put this in here. And then that's what a lot of readers said to us. They were like, oh, I love the character list. You know, I was able to kind of go back and remember this person and I forgot about that person. And so it was helpful. And, and that's how we write. You know, I when I write, I, I'm raw. And then she'll get it and tweak it and go, okay, let's just write this sentence out better and stuff like that. We collaborate. Yeah. And I love that. I love that because that sort of goes right into sort of the next part is what is your writing process like? Um, because for me, I'm an outliner and I'm a pantser. So I outline everything, but like I don't do... I, I don't really have a super detailed outline, but I had not okay, this is the beginning, this is the middle, this is the end, and here's like two subplots that have to happen in the story. And then I just like write by the seat of my pants for the rest of it. So mm -hmm. how do you guys, since you're a duo, how, what's your process like? Um, do you well, have so an outline or before you, you go, before you write raw? Or 
With me, um, I, I can't do outline. We'll start with his I, process first. I try to do an outline yeah. before, and I just can't do it. So for me, I get an idea. You know, I, I sit around a couch, or me and Chris talk about something. Like, like one of our books we, we wrote um, that's coming out soon, we was writing, and we were just talking about medicine, and something popped in my head. And I was like, what about this? So once I get an idea, I automatically go to a beginning, and then I all go to an end. Like I'll, I'll sit there and be like, hey, I, 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 I'll type it up, a beginning. Just give me three sentences to the beginning. I want to start it. And then I automatically go to the end and be like, I decide I want to end it. And then that right there, the middle, I just find ways to put it together. Yeah. And so when we collaborate on a book, like our a memoir, well, our memoir is different because it was our actual mm -hmm. information. Story, yeah. yeah, it was facts. But Ricardo's collisions and Andre's confessions, he prim he's the primary writer. And then I'll come in, I'll read his first draft. And then I'll say, okay, well, we need to tweak this or we need to change this or we need to move this around a little bit or, you know, there's a hole here. So when we collaborate, he he starts with the draft and then I'll review it and then we'll just kind of negotiate. Yeah, <laughs> negotiate. Yeah. But then if it's just my book, like my holiday entertaining book or the essay, I pretty much kind of put those together. I need an outline. I'm like you. I need mm -hmm. an outline. I'm a planner, you know, so it's like, <laughs> I need, I need, a, I, I start with an idea I'll have, uh, but I need to outline everything. Like I need to have like the chapters, at least a high level of what's going to be in that mm -hmm. chapter, the sections, and then I can begin writing without that. I feel like I'm just flying blind. Like, like, like the, <laughs> one of the, one of the fiction books that we have, um, that oh, we got yeah. together, we wrote together is, yeah. is she put an outline out for me and that 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 book is taking me so long. I mean, I already finished the first draft. I got to do it. It's like because I because you know why? Because I gotta it's stick by process. I gotta stick by yeah. the the process. the process of what chapter outline, right? And mm -hmm. I, I I'm a guy that I'm a writer that just go by the seat of my plans. That's what's gonna take me. Let me go there. But mm -hmm. then just do outline, it's like oh because I, I gotta because remember, we're working on this book. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I gotta stick by the outline where we agreed on. Well, mm -hmm. actually, she agreed on. I just shook my head. <laughs> so, so, so then you know, it, it, it's it that that's the hardest book I had I, I had to write so far because it's like I'm following the outline and it's like it's, it throws me off yeah. my target. But I know it has to be done. Yeah, he didn't like that. He was but like, but it's still uh, it's still a great book. But then, but without it, he was like, well, what is this character supposed to do in this situation? Or you know, what are you thinking? That's good. So it was just too many questions, and I was like, okay. Let's just write an outline and then that way I can at least give you the high level and then you can run with it from there. Yeah. And then that's when he was like, okay, okay. So he agreed to it. Yeah. I had to get him to agree to it. I think, um, I think cause I started, I didn't start with outlines. I started by writing with the seat by the seat of my pants as well. Like I started and then I, um, for my first book, cause I had to change it with my first book. There was just too many characters I had in that book and I couldn't keep them straight. So I was like, okay, I need to start like putting things down. And um and it also helped me go back and reference um for books now that have sequels. And now I have a reference of like my little book bible of all right, this is this character, he was in this chapter and he said X, Y, and Z. So he can't mm -hmm. say A, B, C in the next one because it doesn't really fit with him. So it's great to see how you guys are working and doing it together and making it work for both of you guys because 
maybe just Christina, but maybe. <laughs> but um, it is great to have that reference to come back to. Um, mm-hmm. I know at least that's how it works for me. But see, um, also too, when, when when I start writing, if I'm writing a sequel to something, I'm starting the second one straight ahead. So like, if I finish Ricardo, yeah, I'm going a day later. I'm going right into Andre. Then after Andre, oh. I already wrote part three already. Yeah, so he's done with part so three. that that's why. You know, I, I that's what makes me remember the characters and what they said the last one. Cause I'm going right into the next book. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's kind of a machine that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only we all could be like that because I had to take a mental break. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's nonstop. Like he's yeah. And, and I, I, I was never a writer too. Like and, he and never I hated high school. Uh, I hated writing in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wrote in college and and I appreciated writing in college. But uh, I was never in a fiction writer. I, I, you know, I, I didn't want to write a book until you know I took that class and we wrote story Christina, Christina and I. But I, I had no interest in writing um, nothing. But then once I started, can't I, stop, I can't man. stop. Well, it shows it comes whenever the writing bug hits people. Whenever, so there's never too late to start writing, people. Whoever, whenever you listen to this. Um, so. How do you make time to write? I've like started having to do like writing power hours to force myself to turn off everything else to like focus on my writing because you know the life life gets busy, life is out there. We have things and errands and families to take care of. So like, how do you guys as a couple make time to get all of this work done? Because you in two years you've done more than I have in four. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you want to start? Well, for me, uh, he's he's definitely more unorthodox, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm kind of like you. I need to dedicate time to do it. Otherwise, it's not happening. I'm just mm-hmm. not going to be like I have an essay that I've been writing since February, and I haven't finished it because we're doing all this. You know, we're doing all all these other things. But I I need to do what you're doing. I think the power hour would help me. So maybe I'll join you next time and just kind of, yeah, finish my essay finally. <laughs> but Eddie, he's, I, he's I, different. I, I, I just, it, 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 when I was in high school, I used to rhyme. So when I used to rhyme, I used to just pick up a book or if you if wherever I'm at, like on a bus or something like that, I'll just get a piece of paper and just write it. So mm-hmm. right now, when, when I get the feeling like, uh, oh, I need to write that or that'd be a good part. I just get a pen and paper, write it down, or just grab my phone and just put it in there and keep it, hold it, and then put something to it. So I, I'm like, I don't set a time frame. When it hits me, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm just ready to go. So yeah. I don't set a, I, I don't set a, a time because I'm an orthodox, right? So I, even with the outline, I, I can't, I don't feel comfortable being forced to be, I have to be this way in the box, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it works for everyone else. But to me, I, I, I I gotta just be like it gotta hit me, and then I'll take, you know. I, so I, I just been used to it. And I just stay with that. That's the best way I can write. Yeah, he's very impromptu, just flexible. Yeah, he'll just be writing out of nowhere. He's like, okay, wait, I have something, and then yeah, if I'm at work, I just, I'll boom, just boom, let write him it down. Go. Let's yeah. go ahead. <laughs> if only we could all be that lucky. <laughs> and that awesome because I I definitely do try to write like that. I definitely do try to I'm like, oh, you know what? This random idea came. Let me go and type it up. For the most, the closest I get is voice memos. Okay, me. so okay. Like, do a quick voice memo. Here's a scene, and then I have to remember to come back to it. Mm. And that's the issue. That's um, a good idea, though. 
voice memos. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I don't like my voice, so yeah. I can't do <laughs> that. Why, which is why I have other people do my uh, audiobooks because I don't like my voice. <laughs> <laughs> so you have very different genres books a love story, a marriage essay, a fictional. Uh, story about like mafia and I'm calling it mafia because it's super drama for me um <laughs> and then or soap opera and then um, a holiday book which one was the most fun for you to write I'll let you go first. um it was the last one Andre I mean the one that's published now the best one to write published um it's Andre Andre Confessions I mean every character in that book I was telling Christus earlier um Every, every character in that book, I knew had a closing to it. Either they, they died or they just, they, they part ran out. So I knew every character, every character in that book has a closing and, mm-hmm. and it has a, and they have a life before that closing. And that life, I, it, it, just knowing that person I wrote just goes anywhere. And that's the fun part about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't have any, I right, so Andre, he's a fugitive. He's a fugitive detective, right? Mm-hmm. So what He's do you do? Yeah. So what do you run. do when you want to run? You don't stay in the bush. Everyone can't stay in the the bushes and the, like the forests and eat plants lessons. and berries for survival. Yeah. You got to do something else. Um. So that that took a life on its own. The people that he meets take a life on its own. So it, it was so much fun, right? I mean, all my books are good, yeah. but it was so much fun writing Andre because it was like I knew they had closure. Everyone, but what life they they had endless possibilities in their lives to do, to do anything. And it, it was just so much fun to, you know, put all that together and then um, it was it was fun. We like to create it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we have like our own little universe, the mm-hmm. Desire Family Saga universe. So it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, for me, my, because I'm a Christmas fanatic. I miss Christmas. Yes, so that's my are. favorite holiday. <laughs> <laughs> you know this, right? <laughs> Andrea knows this. <laughs> so for me, it was definitely the holiday entertaining book, which I have right here. Yeah, um, we're definitely not in season for that right now, but um, never too early to start planning. Never too early. So for me, that was fun because it's always been a passion project that I've wanted to complete because I love Christmas. So um, yeah, I just loved it, and then especially when. We had the photographer and we were mm-hmm. doing the photography for all the food and everything like just to see it come alive and to finally see the pictures and just to put it all together and touch it in my hand like i was just like oh my gosh i'm in christmas heaven this is great <laughs> <laughs> and i made a trailer for it so yeah that was that was fun <laughs> that's all hers i had no do with yeah. it yeah <laughs> i had no do with it yeah. that is a feeling of when you get to hold um your book or your favorite mm-hmm. book or the one you had the most fun doing in your hand for the first time. I know when I held Adelithea, which was something called something completely different when I first published it. And that's a whole story. When I first held it in my hand, I almost cried because it's just that oh. fill of all mm. of your hard work. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to ask you guys a question that I well, well, actually, actually we were inspired by that. Cause when we, when we yes, bought your we, book, we were inspired by your book. We, we bought your book and we held it. We was like, Oh man, like this is something like, <laughs> she really wrote a book, like you know, and, and we and we wrote, we, you know, we wrote something before, you know. Yeah, we were a, in production. We were in production we were, of a book, yeah. but then when we got chosen, we held. We was like, "Oh, we're gonna do this." 
Yeah, and, and we got together, did it, and that's where yeah, um, I, don't know if I, ever I was got born. To tell you that, but yeah, yeah. you didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I held it. I was like, "Oh, we this doing this? Like yeah. this is this it's is we yeah. doing this?" And um, yeah, there you go. It doesn't hit you until you're holding it. You're just like, "Wow, I like good or bad, I did it. I yeah. like yes, it's yeah. done." Um, so I'm gonna ask you guys a question that I get asked at every single Comic Con that I go to, and it is the hardest question to ask. Um, because I always I always equate it to which child do you love the most? Oh wow. Which books? So I asked you which one was the most fun to complete. Mm. Which book is your favorite? Oh. Oh my gosh, that's so uh, hard. Which which my favorite baby? That uh, is hard. You are right, it's like a baby. Um it's crazy, <laughs> you know why? Because I, I I I'm writing so much that I actually forget what's in these books. Yeah until I talk about it and I get <laughs> excited because it's like wow, yeah, I forgot I forgot that was in the book. Um, I think my my baby will be um. It's tough, but it, it will have to be um. Story of Christine and I, because I I talk so much about my father, me and Chris um, and my life that when I read it, I'm like, damn, like, does it get better for this guy? And it, and and and, it, and it's crazy because it's me. So, um, I think I think the story the story of Christine and I is like the 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 birth child, like the, the favorite, because the other mm -hmm. ones, they're going to come, but you know, Christina and I, we put work in that. We, we negotiated. Um, it, it, it's, it's our story. It's the first book. It's our, it's our first book and, it, and yeah. it's a classic. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, we, <sighs> but it is tough though. But yeah, Christina and I. Uh, oh, that's hard. Oh God. But ask me that okay. when the other seven come yeah. out, the other seven come out. <laughs> Actually, actually no, I, I think I would say it's this one. Yeah, this is this is mine. I think because it's mine. It's like all oh, mine. It's yeah. Mine. Like, <laughs> so I think yeah, I think that's like my baby. I think that was the one that I held the most, like a like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Once I got it, I was like, oh my god. But no, he's right. To stir Christine and I, I think is second. That is definitely a very close. It's it's tough a tie, because almost a tie. Ricardo is Ricardo Ricardo collisions. Oh, yeah. That's that set it off for us. I mean, we we could go on and on with um chapter on and on books with that. Andre the book uh, Andre Confessions. That's 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 from front to back. Is like I mean, both of them page turn from front to back was like wow. Like who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Christina and I. That's 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 the one that gave us birth and uh, we birthed it and it was like. You know, like it's crazy. It's yeah, story. and I think Ricardo was like our baby, though. Like, yeah, right yeah. here. He, mm -hmm. We both created him, mm -hmm. like our, like an actual baby. And no, that's the book when we held. <laughs> that, like that's how we felt. That's like, that's the he, book he, when we held he, in our hand. We was yeah. like, wow. I mean, Christina, Christina, and I, we held our hands. We was like, wow, we did it. Yeah, this is ours. But then the writer fiction book that we had no plan to even write. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's a great fiction book, and it's like, oh man. What the hell's this? And you held it. It was like, wow. So Ricardo's a, a tight, tight uh, tie for first. Yeah. Because now you think about it, it's like, wow, that that that's that a was... hard question, Andrea. Yeah. It is, and I get asked that question every single Comic Con that I go to, and people like the people see that I have like three different books out. I was like, well, which one's your favorite? I'm like, and then if they have their kids in front of them, I specifically say that's asking like which kid's your favorite. Like, yeah. which one do you love more? <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's tough, but um, that's oh. a good question. 
Yeah, we, we put our feet in all of them, so. Yeah, and then for Ricardo, we like, and you know how this is, Andrea, like just the the, the cover of your book and the mm -hmm. character on the front and you're trying to embody that character mm -hmm. that you wrote, you know, so to just actually see him and I was like, yeah, that's him, that's him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but the most impressive one that we have, Autumn Oppressive, I have to say is the holiday book because it was like, there's no, it was like, we could do this. And the, the, the work that she put in in the foreground and all that stuff, it's like, wow. Like you sat back and watched it like, wow, you know, that she really wanted to put it together to do it. That's, that's the most impressive, personally, uh, 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 the, the, the personal impressive one that we could say, but Autumn is outstanding. Oh, none of them take any like anymore. true parents who can't choose between their kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? yeah, yeah, I think yeah, we kind of yeah. went through all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what it is. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're fine because I always tell them, I always tell them this is my first book as Lithia because it's the one that made me an author. It's mm -hmm. the one that, like, and that's literally the excuse that I use because it's hard to choose. Um, choose one because each one of my main characters they're a version of me and how I would handle something so mm. it's hard to pick which one do you love more because they're all a piece of you they're all yeah different yeah. in their own way they're all special in their own ways so I just wanted to see how you guys are going to answer that question because you answered it the same way I would <laughs> okay, I love this one it's rough it's first rough one, it was the first one that made me an author yeah. but I also love this one because it was the most I love Amity's Magic because it was the um, most fun for me to write. Mm -hmm. Luna Lindell is just like a tough story of a girl trying to really come through. Like, it's just so, no, I definitely understand. I just wanted to see how you guys were going to answer that because <laughs> it is a very hard question to answer and every author is very different because I've never met one who automatically at the top of their head says, oh, this one's my favorite. Yeah. Maybe I like this one was the most fun to write, which is why I asked that question first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's good. But they never ever say which one is their favorite because it's all a piece of them. Yeah. It's yeah. all their child in some way. Um, so what is coming down the pipeline? Because I know you said you have like a lot more books already written and ready. You already have part three of your um of your series done. Um, what's what's new? What are you working on? What can we look forward to coming out and this year, I'm expecting like 10 more books this year, the way you <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Well, we're actually taking a, a slight hiatus from publishing books because we are producing a film. Uh, we're in post-production and it, it is based off of the story of Christina and I. It's a documentary about us and mm -hmm. how we, you know, our love story. Um, so that is what we've been. That's our new baby that we've oh, been. Okay you know, really focused on. So that that's in post-production and it'll be out in a couple months. So that's, that's like a different type of baby, which yeah. <laughs> so, we're excited so about. And then we'll have one book at the end of the year for Christmas. But then we probably put out three next year or something. It depends how we, we keep going with, uh, with our film, um, uh, Christina and I, uh, uh, we keep going, but it's, it's just amazing to sit there. You know, you you see TV shows stuff all the time, but then when you actually make a film, and you're like, "Wow, this is what it takes to make a film." And all of us got together and did it, and it was like, "Wow!" Like this, and it, it's like writing a book. It's like once you do it, you be like, "I could do something else. I, I want to do something else." So our books are gonna be screenplays anyway. So we gotta take the time and make screenplays out of them. So yeah, yeah. that is a task upon itself. 
I've tried yeah. to transition things to screenplays and it's a whole different like mind mm-hmm. process of writing. How, cause since, since you said this is a documentary of the story of Christina and I, mm-hmm. what was that process of transferring it to a screenplay? Because- Good question. I I gave up screenplays. I have a friend who does films out in California and I was like, if I need a screenplay, I'm just gonna come to you because I can't do this. This is just a whole different part of my brain that does not work. Yeah. Um, was that process of transitioning writing styles? Because you're not really creating something new. You're taking what you've already created and transitioning it to a different format. Did you keep everything? Did you have to take some stuff out? Like how how yeah. did that process work? Yeah, so this so this particular documentary is a short. So okay. it's only, it's going to be it's going to run time about 30 40 minutes. So yes, we definitely did not include everything. We had to break it down in acts. So like the beginning, our lives before we met each other and we met each other and then marriage. Mm-hmm. Um so we definitely had to condense things but to still tell the story. And so um the, to transfer from that from the book form into the screenplay yeah because you have to you have to think especially since it's a documentary mm-hmm. right it's us being interviewed mm-hmm. um so we had to put it in that format we had to learn how to to put it into screenplay i'm in nyu right now working on um, film production so that's a you know part of my process is writing screenplays and so in doing that we that was the process you just kind of you have to think about okay well what is the scene what are we going to have in the scene who's Mm -hmm. being interviewed what are you saying um so yeah it was a whole different way like you said like your brain has to work slightly differently to get it all out and to make make sense for when you actually start shooting it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i there's there's another medium that I'm like interested in, and there's also um well also I will say that I'm probably gonna come back to you guys to make my book into a film just saying, but um <laughs> there's also another medium of like graphic novels, um mm-hmm. sort of becoming big with indie graphic novels. Is that something that is on the uh horizon for you guys for like a possible idea or no? Because they you both utilize screenplays when you're apparently I've learned this part that you mm-hmm. utilize the screenplays and the drawing format. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, since you're going to turn your stuff into a film, just wondering, is that a different medium that you're interested in or just print and uh, film? I think definitely for us, it's probably going to be film. Okay. Um, either film or TV. Okay. For, um, especially for the, the, the fiction books, the series, we definitely see that being like a, like a series potentially. Uh, Saint and yeah, <laughs> but then the, super- <laughs> the story of Christina, ah, oh, that would be like a movie, yeah. We actually want to make a, a feature film for that, so yeah, we're gonna make an actual feature because it, it, it was several times where we should have met, but we didn't met, and we was in the same facility of each other, you know. And then it just got to a point we got to high school, and, and, and that was five, that was. Line up like the just like the adjustment girl, yeah. You know, you, you know, no matter what we did, it was like we we was meant to come back to this point. And um, once once we, you know, it wasn't love at first sight. That's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it it was it was needed at love sight. Yeah. Um, so I think for us, it's probably going to be probably more like nonfiction documentary style uh, films, feature films, and TV series. Okay. 
Okay, mm-hmm. that's still good. I mean, I, I have a TV hookup you know, now, so, you know, when I want to turn my book into a movie, <laughs> I know who to come to. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, what is your advice to yourself two years ago? Like, if you could start, if you have to start all over, because um, I have a whole, like, it's embarrassing, like, the book that I mentally have that I can tell myself, like, don't care about, like, reviews, don't care about this, or care about this, put the time and effort into X, Y, Z. What is it that you wish you knew two years ago that you want to tell, like, a future author who is trying to figure out their way of writing? Hmm. hmm. Oh, future author, not our, like, not ourselves. Talking, well, like telling yourself, but advice that also can work for future authors. Um, mm. Everyone comes to me and asks for advice. I tell mm-hmm. them what I wish I had known for myself. Um, okay. Not necessarily advice specifically for them because everyone's story is different. Mm-hmm. So I always tell them, I wish I didn't care about reviews as much when I first published um, mm-hmm. because. <laughs> they're judging something that they didn't do. They're judging something that I did and you can go ahead and judge from your seat at home, but I put the work in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or like put the month, put, pay for the editor. Yes. Or put the money in for the cover artist. Like mm-hmm. what is something mm-hmm. that you knew that you know now that you wish you knew then that could also still mm-hmm. be advice for other people? I think definitely one thing that we learned with the first book that we learned not to do with the other books, because <laughs> the first one, you know, is that's that's the test, that's the guinea pig, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. for us, I think we we learned that we need to spend a lot more time in in editing, um, not only before we give it to the editor because we we knew we were going to do that, but just the time that we took internally. So we we actually documented the process. So mm-hmm. that going forward, we would do it better <laughs> the mm-hmm. next time. But I think give yourself that grace to really get it right without mm-hmm. trying to like push it out because you're trying to meet a deadline or, and that's the, I think that's the flexibility that we have as indie authors that we, you know, we can, we have more autonomy that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, as I would say, as a new indie author talking to ourselves in the past, but the new future authors, I would say, is definitely take the time to do everything right. Like, don't try to push it out because you're getting anxious and you've spent mm-hmm. all this time and you're like, I finished it. I've, I've done it. The manuscript is done. I'm ready now. <laughs> take take the real time to really read it through a couple mm-hmm. times, edit before you, you're ready to move, move forward. And I will say to add to that, um, do it for you, you know, you're not going to get 365 million people buy it in one day. And you're probably going to get, hopefully, you get 365 million. But do it for you. If you're writing, do it for you. So when you have it in your hand, you'll be like, I did this. You know, you can enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. not, and you, you, you'll get to understand that not everyone has the time to read your book. Not everyone has the time to go buy your book. They mean well. They support you. But you have to have the patience to say, okay, this person's probably busy or they bought it and they just didn't read it yet, you know? So mm-hmm. just, just to tell yourself, like, look, do it for you. Enjoy your, enjoy the moment. Enjoy enjoy your wins. You know, enjoy your victories. You, yeah. you can't lose mm-hmm. a- a- unless you wrote something that's really, really 
Out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you, and you didn't put the effort or you didn't, you know, you didn't take care of it, your baby. Um, do it for you. Enjoy, enjoy your victories. Also have beta readers. Yeah, have um, beta readers. Yeah. Yeah, our first book we didn't do that. And then all of our subsequent books, we we have beta readers just to have other folks that enjoy reading that could give you objective view. Mm -hmm. Um and again, you can take it or leave it, right? But it, mm -hmm. it's good to at least hear other points of view and 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 just to see, well, you know, that didn't really make sense to me. I didn't understand this or you know, maybe there are some tweaks you can make. So I think that's the other thing is just to take to take that time before you're ready to fully publish to go through that process. Mm -hmm. That is all wonderful advice. That that's um all similar to the things that I feel like I've gone through um as an indie author. Um one of the big things for me was pride. Like I definitely had to get rid of my pride when it came to constructive criticism with beta readers. Um, because if someone has said like, oh, I don't really get this, I'm like, well, that's your problem. Like, um, <laughs> um no, it's everyone's problem if your readers don't understand your story. Um so that's really great advice. And also the whole writing for you. Yeah. Um, that's a great advice as well, because I feel like one of the reasons I became an indie author, and this might be the same for you guys, um, and for a lot of other people out there as well, is because the market follows what sells. And so if your story isn't, at the time when I guess I first started trying to write, it was teen dramas like Hunger Games or if it was like vampires like vampires were huge for years and everyone wanted to be a vampire or a werewolf and it's like well if that's not the story I want to write don't be discouraged because the big six mm -hmm. or big five now mm -hmm. aren't interested in it because it's not what's selling right. um, so yes I love that advice of write for you write the story that you want to read that you're going to enjoy when you read back because as long as you're happy with it Unless he's, you know, like you said, I wrote a terrible book. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all that matters. And having the extra set of eyes definitely is something that helps. Because, again, when you have tunnel vision, when it comes to your book, and you know all the, you know why your character jumped off the roof. Because you understood mm -hmm. the character, because you wrote them, so you know the backstory. But then you have someone else who reads it and it's like, um, why did this super healthy person jump off the bridge into the water? That made mm -hmm. no sense. And to you, it's like, it made perfect sense because of X, Y, and Z. And the person's like, oh, but that wasn't in the book. So how am I supposed to know that? And it's like, right. oh. See, and that's, 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 that's the beautiful thing about us two because she's, she's my alpha reader. So she hits it before anyone else. So mm -hmm. if, we, if she gets there and she asks me these questions and that don't make sense and we throwing chairs at each other or we like you know i want to keep the stain or something like that you know she she i i i, I write for her because if i could get through her and she and she appreciated and give me a stand ovation with some little tweaks and all that yeah i did my job so that uh but then, but then i'm lucky you know because i have someone that's 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 our job to be the operator and be there to say i'm pushing this out so we that, that's our job that we have so I, i'm we, we are kind of lucky to have that. Yeah, but even after the alpha reader, like yeah, they have beta readers. Maybe I go to you first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and, and then I think it's also good to network with other authors if you can, mm -hmm. just to like what we're doing, you know, just to have conversations and you know what worked for you, what you know what is something maybe I should avoid. I think that's the other thing. You don't have to be alone. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and, and and make no doubt, she is a rough critic. 
Like if if I'm telling you, if I'm telling you, if it, 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 she's rough and she's raw, so you know if if she's not really, loud, if she's not willing to push it out, I got to go back to the drawing board to fix a part or a scene, and I, I'm willing to do that. Long 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 as long you make sense, you and, and I explain to you what I'm talking about. Like you talking about why you jumped in the water and no one understands. I explain that to her. Either she gets so she like nah, you need to tweak it, and we tweak it, we make it better. So, but but she she's rough. She let me know, no, nah, this ain't working or uh, no, nah, go back. And we all need that. I have a good yeah. friend whose um, name also is Christina. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who is that for me? And she, she would say, Andrea, no, I get what you're trying to do, but mm-hmm. it doesn't work. You got to, you have to either take this completely out or you have to add four more scenes to even make that make sense. And, and it's rough. It's rough to hear that. It is rough, rough to hear it, man. I, what? No. This is perfect. Because you put your heart and soul in that part, and you're yeah. like, "What? I'm not taking that out." And then she makes sense to be like, "Okay, all right, I, I could tweak Fine. it. I need this part. Sense. I need okay. this. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, it's rough. It is a rough thing, but it's also great to have that foundation around you. Um, yeah. So, is there anything else that you guys would like to share about your writing process, a certain book, or anything? Any secrets? Anything uh, just just between um, me and you and everyone on the internet. Nah. <laughs> if, like like uh, I would say um writing process, this um if you gotta take a break, take a break. You know, uh, I'm not a writing machine, I take breaks too. Um have fun, you know, be open-minded on your topic, have fun, um, enjoy yourself. And like I said, accept all your victories, because that's that's all they are, victories. Any step that you go forward or something. Either you sold one book or um, 10 million books. To get to 10 million, you have to sell one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so you gotta have patience, but then also enjoy the process because yeah. this is this is what you're enjoying to do. This, you know, your hard work and your thoughts and, and everything's in this book is it, it, a great feeling when you have it in your hands. So just enjoy and and, and celebrate your victories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. That's great. Well, that is all the time that we have tonight. So I would like to thank everyone for joining us, those who did stop in. Thank you, Christina and Eddie, for being here. Hi, it's Andrea. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Author Chat with Andrea. If you haven't, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you are alerted to each new episode. I look forward to your future listens. Cheers. Cheers.